completely over the top. But, but thank you so much. Carol. Phew. Amazing. I need to probably tell you the donkey story. Because it really does put everything in perspective. This little donkey was going every day into Jerusalem. And he came back to the stable one day, and his little chest was all puffed out, and he was strutting around like he was really something. And his mom said to him, Honey, what happened today? What's with you? He said, Oh, I am really special. And his mom said to him, well, why do you think that? He said, well, today when I walked into Jerusalem, he said there were all these people lined up along the road into Jerusalem. And as I walked by, they took off their cloaks and they put them down on the hard stones. And I got to walk on the nice soft coats. And not only that, but they had palm branches in their hand. And when I walked by, they said, Hosanna, Hosanna to the king. Whoa, am I ever special. And his mom looked at him and he, she said, Honey, I hate to burst your balloon, but it wasn't you they were exalting. It was the one you were carrying. And you see, we're just the donkeys carrying the presence of the king. And the other thing is, any old donkey will do. So carry his presence. And I so thank you so much because the pearl means so much as well to me. The Lord told me, um, someone had given me a strand of, three strands of pearls. And I said, well, you know, I didn't need that. And they said, well, we have to give them to you because God told us to. And so I had a dream. And the Lord said to me, in the dream, he said, Carol, I gave you those pearls. And he said, I gave you three strands to remind you of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, in the dream, I want you to sell all and buy the pearl of great price. And I woke up. And I said, Lord, what are you saying? I mean, are you saying you want me to sell my house? I have to ask John. Um, do you want me to sell my horse, Lord? Um, that's about the only other thing I have that's anything of value. And he said, I want you to sell me the most valuable thing that you own. And I said, Lord, I don't understand what you're saying. And he spoke back and he said, Carol, the most valuable thing that you own is your time. Sell me your time and buy the pearl of great price. So this will be, wherever it is, a reminder to sell him my time.
bless you. It's wonderful to be here, and we are so looking forward to seeing what the Holy Spirit is up to, because you know what? He comes when there's hunger, and I just sensed in the worship today that tonight that you guys are hungry, so when he comes, woo, ah, ooh, don't be surprised, because you're, you're drawing and saying, come on, Holy Spirit, we want more. So, Lord, we just praise you and worship you. Ah, whoa. I'll talk to you about the 10-minute buzzer tomorrow. Patricia probably did, but you worship every 10 minutes. Do you want to tell them now? Do you want to know now? <laughs> okay, tell you all my little stories, all my little secrets. Well, I have a timer. A little timer, repetitive timer that goes off every 10 minutes. Uh, I learned about it a year and a half ago from a man from Germany. He was a doctor, and he had a really heart to heal the sick. And he's saying, God, I don't see in my ministry, in my profession, what the Bible says. So the Lord told him to start worshiping the Lord every 10 minutes. And that was 10 years ago. He has a clinic now, and he doesn't really practice in his clinic because he spends all of his time praying for people, sending them home to worship every 10 minutes and read two pages of scripture a day, and they are getting in incredible results. He's saying he came to us in October, and he says they're getting between four and five terminally ill patients every week healed plus scores of other things. Ah. So I challenge you to ah, get a timer. I tell you, it keeps your focus on Jesus no matter what, where you are, what you're doing, what's going on. It just absolutely brings his presence like never before. Ah, and... I tell you, healings have gone up immensely since I have been doing the 10-minute timer. So I challenge you, get a timer. Get an app for your phone, but worship every 10 minutes. I want a million people to start with around the world to worship him every 10 minutes. Can you imagine the atmosphere change if we're all worshiping and drawing the Holy Spirit? Ah, down. Whoa, every 10 minutes, I tell you, things will change in Australia, in Canada, and around the world. So bless you. Ah. Thank you, sweetie. Wow. Thank you, sweetie. Well, you know, it really feels good to be here, guys. It just does. Isn't Carol sweet? Don't be deceived, will you? I mean, she's really, really, very sweet, but if she prays for you, look out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, mm, how many, is there anyone here that's not from Australia? Well, where are you from then? Years ago at, at, in Pretoria, but you live here now. Okay, is there anybody who does not live in Australia, but you're here tonight? Where are you from? Toronto. 
Well, I think you should come on up here and we'll pray for you or something, you know, because just in case you never get to a good church over there. Where are you from then? From where? From Korea, and you live in Korea. You're living here now, uh-huh. Oh, for university. All right, well, that almost counts, doesn't it? Yeah, very, very good. Come on up here and we'll pray for you then, come on. What happened to the Toronto person? We lost you. We, um, I'm, I'm sure that most of you have heard our story, but we, we've been enjoying this wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit now for over 18 years. And um, <laughs> she lives here too now, see, so I don't know why anybody would leave Toronto to move to sunny Australia. Father, I thank you for this little gal who's here to study. And I ask that you would just let your presence come mightily upon her so that she could study the anointing for a while. <laughs> Bless your heart in Jesus' name. And uh, by the way, we'll, I'll be in Korea. Uh, is it three weeks or four weeks? Three weeks, I think I'm going to Korea with Che, Cheon, and uh, Carol's going to Germany, and I'm going to Korea, so something like that. But um, I'm starting to say that for 18 years, we have been enjoying the amazing presence of the Holy Spirit, and it's just been thrilling to see what God does in the hearts and lives of people, and my prayer for you tonight is that he will do in you and to you what he's done to us and within us and through us. Because um, when we read the Bible, we, we become aware that, that there are powerful encounters to be had with God. I hope you have managed to understand that much. And so we read them, and it's part of our tradition, and, and this is, was a Baptist church, and that's how I grew up, too. It's amazing, actually. All, all of our senior team uh, have a Baptist background, meaning myself, Steve Long, Duncan Smith, and Dan Slade with Partners in Harvest Center, where we're all Baptists. I mean, that's kind of strange, isn't it? But anyway... Um, Forget that. <laughs> we had tradition of powerful things happening uh, long ago and far away in the biblical accounts. And then even more recently, there's stories of revival that happened here and there. And so it brings it uh, like 100 years closer. And it was amazing to me to have the Holy Spirit so fall on us that we just didn't know what to do. We knew it was God, but it was completely beyond anything I'd ever um, imagined would happen. 
And I was somewhat used to people falling over, but one at a time. <clears throat> you can manage one at a time, can't you? But when the whole room goes out, oh my goodness, it was just uh, quite a shocking thing. And of course, Carol got absolutely blasted and um, couldn't walk home many times and would try staggering out to the parking lot, walking on the sides of her feet and all that kind of stuff. And you have to wonder, why would God do that? But it's a matter of just being so overwhelmed with his presence that um, it short circuits some things. And uh, when we asked him a question about, Lord, what on earth are you doing? Like, why is this just so ballistic and so over the top? And his answer, one of the answers that came in those early days was this. He said, I'm going easy on you now so that, when you, so that you won't be terrified when the real power shows up. <clears throat> now that was a good answer, wasn't it, Carol? So why don't we just hold out our hands to him right here. And we just want to have some fun tonight. You know, we had, to, we had to learn that God's fun to be around, and one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. You know, you'd never ever know that by going to some churches, would you? And so, Lord, just bring your presence here. I just ask your glorious presence to come and fill this place. Just begin to rain down on us, Lord. Just begin to let it come. Let the glory of your anointing just begin to fall on people here. Come here, young man. You have promised to fill the hungry with good things. And that good thing would be the presence of the Holy Spirit himself. And so I ask you to just bring it on, Jesus. We open our hearts to you. We really do, Lord. We mean it. And we worship you in spirit and in truth tonight. We're so deeply thankful for Jesus and his love. We're so grateful that he went to the cross and paid our debt, paid off our sin. And so that now our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But it didn't stop there. That was the beginning. We entered into life. Ah! And you came and you filled us and 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 filled us. Some of these young people haven't even heard about it, Lord. That you're an awesome, powerful, loving God. 
You're the very answer to every Australian's problem. The answer to every nation's need. <sighs> Fire on him here. In Jesus' name. Bring that guy there. Just wait on him just for another few minutes. And please don't get uncomfortable with this. You know, there's a promise where he says, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. How many would like their strength renewed? Would you like to fly? They'll mount up with wings like an eagle, it says. They'll run and not be weary. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, we wait on you, wonderful Holy Spirit. There is no better thing, no, no better one to wait upon than you. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there is pleasure forevermore, O Lord. We have come because we are thirsty for more of God. Jesus, you're the one who said it in John 7. If anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. So here we are, Lord, here we come. We come to you now to drink of the Spirit. We must have revival across this land. We don't just want blessing. We don't just want prosperity. We don't just want peace. We have to have revival. We must have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit to bring this nation back to God. And we'll never have revival without you, O Holy Spirit. You're the one sent to the earth to bring the kingdom through each and every one of us in this place. We come tonight to drink of you, Lord Jesus. Just begin to breathe in that presence that's all around you right here. Just begin to breathe it in. Just begin to take it. Let him win your heart. Take time with him and enter into intimacy in the favor of the Lord. Oh, people, it's getting thick in here. <laughs> Yearn for him. Long for him. Deeply desire him. Lord Jesus.
pour out your spirit on me. Let that sick glory just be mine. Sweep over this room, O oh Lord. Sweep over this room, O oh Lord. Fill, fill each and every one of us with more of you. More. More on this. More on these young people. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. Fire on him. Fire on him. Oh, God. Fire on him here. Some of you are feeling his presence. In, invite him to take more. Just invite him to take more of you. You will be at your best when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely at your best when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. We honor you in this place, Holy One. Thank you, Lord, that you are rampaging across the face of the earth in these days, calling the nations back to God, calling the nations into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, calling the nations into a revelation of God as their loving Father. We love what you do, Holy Spirit. Just let it absolutely explode in this place this weekend, I pray. May there be a fire lit that can never be extinguished. If anyone is thirsty, come unto Jesus and drink. And then out of your innermost being, out of your belly, there will flow rivers of living water. Is this he spoke of the Spirit, which those who believe on him should receive. Father, you are looking for a spirit-filled people who are not ashamed of you and not ashamed of your power and ashamed of your ways. And when you come, you only do us good. You take bad stuff out and put good stuff in. And we're never the same again.
just one more wave, Lord. Just take another couple of minutes and invite him. See, we could, we could have a good message tonight. And you could take away some new thought that you hadn't had before. But you know the meetings I love the best are when people say, you know what, I, I can't even remember what the preacher was talking about. All I know is I got so filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not even sure how I got home. There's a life that will be transformed forever for the glory of God. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is the Father's promise. It is Jesus' promise as well. The disciples were so amazed watching him minister. They couldn't get over it, really, the supernatural power that was displayed. I was just reading it today where John the Baptist, who by this point was in prison and sent some of his disciples to Jesus, they asked him a question, are you he who should come or do we look for someone else? And he said, go and tell John, the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and blessed is he who is not offended in me. And I stopped right there and I had a number of thoughts. And one of them was, can you believe that with all of that good stuff going on, there were people who got offended? I mean, what's not to like? The lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And there's just miracles abounding by the thousands in the ministry of Jesus. And apparently there were people getting offended by that. They didn't like some aspect of how he did things. It wasn't according to their tradition. But the other thought I had was this. Jesus did those miracles by the power of the Spirit that he called the finger of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so why are we surprised when we get touched by that same Holy Spirit that it's explosive, that it's powerful, that lives get changed for the good? So I realized a long time ago that if, if God himself is going to touch you even just a little bit, the miracle is that you don't just vaporize. The miracle is you live through a thing like that. How many would agree? And so if God touches you tonight, 
Don't be surprised if you fall down. The miracle is that you get back up again. <laughs> Tell your friend he's a powerful God. Tell them, look out, there's no safe corner in this whole room. There's no safe corner. I'm asking Carol just to keep going. <laughs> just keep, keep going, sweetie. And keep coming, Holy Spirit. You know, I, I just can't seem to move on in this. I just want to stay here for another few minutes. We invite your presence, Holy Spirit. Come and touch your people. Ma'am, can you come out for a moment? I don't know if you can squeeze through there, can you? Come on. They told me what you do, but I can absolutely see it. This woman is full of prayer. Ugh. Holy Spirit, I ask you to double it on her right here. Fire on her. Let it come. More. Uh, up, 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 up. Double, double, double. Let it come. New levels, Father. New breakthroughs, Lord Jesus. Increase, 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 increase. Oh. More, 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 more. Don't stop, Holy Spirit. Don't stop. Oh, yeah. Don't stop. Fire on him here in Jesus' name. Oh. Oh, come here, Barry. <sighs> the greatest thing for any church is to have a pastor who is absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the greatest thing. Fire on you. Fresh anointing on him, Lord Jesus. Wow. I worship you. Hmm. Just tell him, pick me, Holy Spirit, pick me. Mm. Pick me, Holy Spirit. I really want to get filled tonight. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. Oh. Look here, lady. The lady with the prayer cloth is getting blasted right here. More, Lord. You know, 
We don't have anybody to cover you now. them, Lord Jesus. Bless her, Lord. Fill them up. Fill them up over there. Mm. Welcome him, people. I'll never forget a lesson I learned years ago, actually in New Zealand. It was 1995, and we'd been at it for like a year and a half, and so the controversy was well underway. And when we went to New Zealand, I wanted them to like us. You know. And so, when we got there, we found out that Victory Church was jam-packed with about 4,000 people or more in it. And they were beaming the meeting across the harbor to another church with about 2,500 or so in it. When we walked in the place, it was electrifying. And the pastor got up and tried to open the meeting and he fell over. And the worship team started up. And the worship leader fell over under the power. (laughs) They put another one up, and he fell over. They put a third one up, and he fell, and the bass and the drum, boom, gone. The place is erupting with people just flying out of their seats and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm saying to myself... Oh, God, what are you doing? As though to say, you're ruining everything. You know that, don't you? But I didn't say that. I said, what are you doing? And he said, because you are honoring me, I am honoring you with my presence. And I learned something that moment, like somebody hit me on the head with a brick. That is a tremendous honor to have the Holy Spirit invade the meeting. A tremendous honor. Because when he comes, lives are changed. Good stuff goes in, and bad stuff goes out. Have you got any bad stuff you'd like to leave at the foot of the cross tonight? Say, like what? Well, like fear, like shame, like anger, like unforgiveness, like secret sin, like, you know, stuff like that. Have you got any good stuff that you would like to come in, like love and joy and peace and presence and anointing? Fire on you right here. Ooh.
Lord, I ask you to multiply this wonderful presence in this room right here. If this is all we do tonight, there are lives that are getting absolutely transformed by the anointing. (laughs) Sir, what do you do for a living? You're a nurse. Is that what you said? Have you ever treated anybody shaken like this? Bless him, bless him, bless him. Sweep over this room, Holy Spirit. Sweep over this entire room. Begin to yearn for him. I mean, seriously. Have a little talk with yourself and say, Oh God, I really, really want your presence. Jesus told the twelve, Do not leave Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father that you've heard of me. See, he knew that without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they were never going to get anywhere. Can you imagine the hostility that was lined up against them? There were, yeah, such hostility that polarized nations. Some liked it, some hated it. And they kept multiplying. There's more of them and more of them. And now their leader is gone. And there they are, locked in the upper room. And they're afraid for their lives. And um, this is following on from the two greatest ministries that the world had ever seen. John the Baptist... And then Jesus. And all we got to show for it is 120. And they're afraid. And then there came the sound of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole place. It was so loud that the town came running together to see what on earth was going on. And those frightened people poured out onto the street speaking in languages that they had never learned. And the church was born and the thing was on. And that sparked the greatest revival the world has ever seen. (laughs) And it's still going on. See, this isn't a Toronto thing. I hope you know that. It started in Jerusalem. And it's been happening all over ever since. And we love it. Don't we? We love it. 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 I love it. 
some people said, well, I like the good fruit, but I don't like the disorder. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, let things be done decently and in order. So you've got to make sure they're done, first of all. But then the question comes up, whose order are we talking about? Are we talking about God's order or man's order? I think we need to ask a question. Have you ever noticed how God plants uh, a forest versus how man plants an orchard? There's a big difference, isn't there? One is randomly gorgeous and beautiful, and the other is very systematic. It's not that one's right and the other's wrong. It's just the order of God is different than the order of man. And when, when we pray things like most of you in this room have done, and you've said, oh God, I want your will in my life. I want whatever you have for me. Whatever it takes, Lord, I want that. How many have prayed that way somewhere along the way? Well, see, he remembers when you said that. So don't be surprised if the power of God catches up with you and you find yourself out of control. That's the big scare for a lot of people right there. See, we preached it. I used to preach that. If it's the Holy Spirit, he will never have you do anything against your will. Because... He's gentle. He's a gentleman. Well, he's gentle. Most of the time, he is. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. But he also knows how to take over. Think about the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. Now, he's not the Apostle yet. He's Saul of Tarsus. And he's full of anger. And he's got arrest warrants for Christians. And he's going to go get those Christians. And all of a sudden, a blinding light. He falls to the ground. And he's blinded for three days. Who did that to him? It was the power of God, wasn't it? Now then, if that happened in your church, what would you tell his mother? Because she'd be on the phone wanting to know, what kind of a church are you running over there that blinds people? And you'd say, well, don't worry, Mom. We think it's God. I'm sure that would calm her right down, right there. See, it's just that we're not used to God taking control. 
You know, I used to say that whenever Carol and I go somewhere, I, I generally drive. And I don't know why, I just feel safer when I'm driving. Now, Carol's never even had a, a ticket of any kind, like not a speeding ticket, not a parking ticket, not a whatever, but you know, it, it's funny. How many men can relate to that? You just like to be in control of the car. That's really what it boils down to. Well, every now and then, Carol will say, well, you're tired, just move over and I'll drive. Now, the car's not out of control, it's just you have a different driver. Do you know where I'm going with this? When the Holy Spirit takes over, you're not really out of control. You just have a different driver. And you're in for the ride of your life. When you let him, you know, okay, let's go. He'll just put the pedal to the metal and off we go. It's amazing what he does. Lift your hands up to him one more time. Tell him, I surrender completely, absolutely, to the will of God tonight. Please don't leave us as we are. We have to have revival. We have to have you come. We have to have you move, Lord. Don't leave us in a, in a, in a backslidden nation. We're barely 10% of the people are born again, if that. God, you've got to move. You've got to send fire to our youth and power to them. They have to have something so life-giving that they, can, they would live for it or die for it if need be. But we must have a move of the Holy Spirit. We can't just maintain the status quo and come to church for a couple of hours and sing some nice worship psalms and then go back to life as usual. Something has got to change. And there are big things happening in the earth. There's a shift that is happening as the kingdom of God is invading the nations. And we in the West must have a revival of the Holy Spirit. Begin to yearn for it. Come on. Oh God, I so want you to move. I give myself to you. I want you. I need you. Come and fill me to overflowing, O oh Lord. Let me have this front row of these young people just stand up here. Just stand to your feet. You can join them. You're young too. Come on. Join hands. Quickly, quickly. Quickly. He's all over you. Join hands. Stretch your hand toward them. Fire on you all. In Jesus' name, let it come. Mm. Double it. More, 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 more. Increase it, Lord. 
we cannot just stay the way we are. We have to, we have to know the reality of the God of love and power. The God of integrity and truth. We have to know Him. Oh. Take one more deep breath of His presence right here. Mm. How many pastors do we have here? Do we have any pastors in the meeting? few of you. If you guys would like prayer, just come on up and, and line up across the front right here. Like I said a moment ago, the, the greatest thing for any church is that they would have a pastor who's full of the Holy Spirit. Come closer, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's good. Right about there. And just line up in a straight line. We, we want to bless and honor these pastors and leaders. Maybe some of you are evangelists. And, you know, there's a whole lot of others that are in worship leading and everything else. But let's just focus on these pastors for a moment. Do we have any catchers, guys? One? Let me have five or six. Pastors, listen to me. There is coming a sudden outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the like of which none of us have ever seen before. We've read about it in the book of Acts, a revival that swept the known world against the fiercest persecution. And the people were so in love with Jesus and so empowered by the Spirit that it didn't matter to them. That's about to break upon the earth. That's coming your way. That kind of a revival is coming to a city near you. How many of all of you guys here want it? See, I used to pray, Lord, I want to have a church that's just a little bit scary to go to. Because it bothered me, the complacency. I'm like, I gave, I gave up business for this? I mean... And he answered that prayer. We've had a church like that now for about 18 years. And I pray that that would come upon each and every one of you. Come on down here, Carol. We'll start at this end. Stretch your hand toward them all with me. How many have your pastors up here? Give me a wave. Oh, very, very good. Lord, these men and women are here because they want revival. You don't have to run it the way we do. You take it and make it your own. Do as you see fit, but let the Spirit of God move in power.
fire on you. Fire on you right here. In Jesus' name, let it come. Up we go, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. More, 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 more. Mm. I put it on you, sweetie. I put it on you. Drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. Uh. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, you can do it now. Fire on him. Fire on her here. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire on them. Fire on them. Yes. Yes. Fire on them. In Jesus' name. Phil. 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 Filled, oh, Lord. Filled. Filled in Jesus' name. Oh. Oh, God, let there be impartation on them. Impartation on them in Jesus' name. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, God, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Stretch your hands toward them. Come on, more. Lord, we want pastors filled with the Holy Spirit. Fire on her here. Increase it, Holy Spirit. Why don't you reach over to your friend and say, fire on you as well. You have some right there. Turn to your friend. Come on. Fire on you, Holy Spirit. We've invited you into this room to take over the meeting. And we absolutely trust you. Kingdom of God, come. Uh, double, 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 double. Fire on you. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Fill them, Father. Fill them, fill them, fill them. Mmm, yeah. Keep coming. And Lord, as they go back to their churches for the morning, ah, I ask that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out your glory on all these churches. And let a revival explode in this area because revival is simply you, O oh Holy Spirit, you 
moving and being loved as you move and change hearts and change lives. You are so welcome in this place. You're so welcome. Breathe it in. Just breathe it in. This intoxicating presence. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Oh God. In Jesus' name. Hold your hand up to heaven like this. And I want you to realize I am putting my hand into that invisible presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within your reach. Just reach up and put your hand in it right there. Now just get that all over you right now. Tell him, Lord, I want my hands to be an extension of the hands of Jesus. Some of you need a physical healing tonight. Pain in your body. Someone's lungs are just full of asthma. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. There's a blood disease in this room. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Mm, another lung disease. <sighs> Stomach problems. Food allergies. Pain in the spine. Pain in the knees. Shoulder pain. Arthritis in the hands. None of it is the Father's will. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you need a miracle tonight, a physical healing, a relational miracle, a breakthrough of some sort or other, I want you to bring your hand back down from heaven and place it on your body and say this after me. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. I receive my healing now in the name of Jesus as a free gift of his love. Breathe in that presence a moment. Now I want you to check yourself if you had symptoms and tell me if those symptoms have diminished. Someone very prone to migraine headaches. I think there was one starting tonight even. 
you'll find out that thing is lifting in the name of Jesus. Where is that person? You, sweetheart. Come here. Are there others? How often do you get migraines? For more than 15 years. How frequent are they? I have every day. <laughs> every day? Every day. What's happening right now? Just feeling the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Is there any change? Or do you have a migraine now? I have. Um, I've started feeling um, a bit of headache tonight. And uh, now I don't feel anything. Now you don't feel anything? No. Wouldn't it be just like Jesus to take it away forever? Yes. <laughs> Fifteen years, way too long. Do you feel anything at all? No. I don't feel any pain in my head, any headache, any migraine. Breathe it in. It's your love gift from Jesus. I rebuke that migraine headache and every generational root of it. Loose her. Go. Now. You. And set her free. By the anointing. By the anointing. I want you to check yourself. And if you feel like, hey, my, my pain is significantly improved... Uh, you know, just stand up and bend and twist and turn and push or pull or move your hands or bend your knees or whatever. And if you feel like, you know what, something's going on in me, my, I'm just a whole lot better. Just stand up and, or wave at me where you are. Excitedly. Like, wave at me excitedly. <laughs> Two, three, uh, four, okay. It's a start. I want to see about 500 healings here tonight. Come on. Are you trying to put your hand up too there? What was wrong with you, sweetie? Um, I've, had sore, I've had a sore back for a long time and a sore shoulder and stomach, like just gluten intolerance and bloating and reflux every day almost, yeah. And what's just happened? My back feels stretched out. And loose and <laughs> nice. <laughs> and my stomach feels better. I was feeling bloated and before, and now it's now it's fine. Yeah, now it's fine. This feels great. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it? Do you think that healed you tonight? Oh Jesus! Yeah, thank you God. It was His presence, wasn't it? Just filled and healed, filled and healed. You know, sometimes healings are contended for. Do you know what I mean by that? Like in two or three days, they try to come back. Sometimes. I'm not putting that on you. I'm just saying that. If that was to happen, what would you do? I still believe that I was healed. Still believe that you were healed. Good. Good answer. But here's what I tell people. Whatever you do, don't start fighting the devil. Why do I say that? Because if you think he could steal it, then according to your faith, be it unto you. Right? Why not just go back to the very thing that healed you in the first place? The anointing. 
the presence of the Holy Spirit. They say, oh no, I'm not giving up this healing. And you just retreat back into that same presence who's promised to never leave you or forsake you. Never again, Father. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In Jesus' name. What does this lady need? This one. Do you have a need? So many needs. Name one. <laughs> she says, ask him. What does she need? <laughs> Besides joy. Where do you start? <laughs> I could write you a list. She's got a long list of physical needs. I've never had two young people who didn't know where to start. <laughs> Do it, Jesus. We don't even need to know. Set her free. Who else was waving and said, God has just done something for me? Come on. You know, if, if the Lord heals you of something, then don't be, don't be embarrassed to share it. I know people, you know, we can be microphone shy and all of that, and everybody's looking at you, aren't they? And there's a guy on the camera and all that stuff. But you've had something good happen. What's happened? My hands. Your hands. What was wrong with I had a lot of pain in my hands. What was it from? Arthritis. And now? It's gone. Gone. How long have you had it? On and off for years, really. Years. Years, yeah. And the Lord's been um, drawing me back into playing, my, uh, playing the guitar and playing, wanting to play an instrument. And I hesitated because of the pain in my hands. But I've been pushing ahead anyway. And pain's gone. <laughs> Have you ever been oh, yeah. By my family, by God's family, <laughs> uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Say it with me, Lord. Lord, I forgive all these people. My family, I forgive them. They owe me nothing. I forgive those church families. They owe me nothing. I let it all go. I let it all go. Every root of rejection, all rejection, all self-rejection, it comes out of you now, right out, as the healing love of God, her Heavenly Father, 
just comes and heals his little princess to never have arthritis again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you need a healing tonight, well, let me ask it this way. How many have pain in their body right now? Why don't you stand to your feet? See, it's his presence that heals. It's not the power of suggestion. It's not even the tone of voice of the whoever's leading the meeting. It's in his presence there's fullness of joy. One of the things that's very troubling is that half the church is sick and the other half is broke. And it's an ongoing thing, you know. We, Carol and I ourselves, we just get healed of one thing and then something else crops up. I remember Cletty Keith, who was, I don't know, he was pushing 70 when he said it. He says, you know, the older I get, the more I believe in divine healing. <laughs> but Jesus is the healer tonight. I want you to speak your condition to him. Tell him what it is. And then put it under your feet. Step on it. It was as though you would write the name in a piece of paper and then put the paper under your foot and, and step on it. Now let's do the very thing we did a moment ago because Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. I really believe that. That means it's not the far side of the moon. It's right here. It's within your reach. So just reach up now. Maybe you want to put both hands up this time. And those of you that didn't stand because you don't have physical pain, but you, maybe you have other things, and so you can do it too, but all these that are standing, by faith, like a little child, put your hands into that unseen presence of the kingdom of God right here. And say this with me. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done. I receive my healing now as a free gift of his love. Now take your own hands, place them on those aching hips, place them on those failing muscles, put them on that irregular heartbeat, put it on that breathing problem, on that neck injury, Someone's had a serious accident 
I was going to say a car accident, but I think there's another one, the motorcycle accident that never healed right. The Lord is touching that right now in Jesus' name. Those elbows, those shoulders, those knees, come loose in Jesus' name. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he gives you the kingdom through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Breathe it in right now. Just breathe it in. Now move and check it out and do what you could not do a moment ago. Just begin to check it out. Bend over. Twist. Turn. Check it out. And if I was to say to you, I want you to forgive people, someone may come to mind where you said, oh, I can never forgive that person. That's the very one that's blocking your healing. It's a luxury you cannot afford. Just give them a gift they don't deserve, exactly like God did with you and I. Lord, I forgive them then. I let it go. I tear up the IOU. Let your healing flow in this place like an unstoppable river in Jesus' name. Now check yourself for me. And um, if you're feeling significantly better, I want you to wave your hand. Excitedly. You know, we found out in Gold Coast with the school last week that Aussies don't like to raise their hands when you, when you ask them a question. They're just, yeah, well, I'm pretty cool. I don't, I don't raise my hand and stuff. <laughs> Get all excited. What's just happened to you? Yeah. Painful bursitis. How long have you had it? Over 12 months. Yeah. I injured it at work and haven't been able to work since and it's not there anymore. Isn't that amazing? Give it a good swing. Jesus. It's not amazing, it's Jesus. Well, Jesus is amazing. What's happened with you? I had a car accident when I was 14 years old in Germany, and I died, and I went up to the bright light, and a voice said, it's not your time, go back. And I know why I saved a little baby who was three months old. And I took her in my heart. And she's now 18 and the most wonderful girl in the world. Well, that's awesome. But, I want, but she did leave home when she was 16. She got lost. But I'm praying for her and I want her to come back home. Did you have pain in your body tonight? Yes. How is it now? Um, I had really, really bad chest pains right around my back, like I was going to have a heart attack, and it's all gone. All gone. When did it leave? It was leaving when you started praying here about people with pain. Just left. Thanks, Holy Spirit. That bright light you saw... We're all going to see that one day. Wave at me if something good happened to you.
just, just right now. What happened? When you, when you prayed for me a little while ago, everything you said was true. Hallelujah. We are home fellowship leaders, and we've been coming under attack because I believe when I received the Toronto blessing a long time ago, and uh, my prayer was to come to your church along here tonight. And it's awesome. I've always wanted to go to Toronto to, to your church. Oh. Well, the Holy Spirit is what you really wanted, that's you know. Right. So right. what happened to you now? Did you get healed of something? I, I, I had diabetes, and I believe it's gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you check it and let me know. Who else is waving their hand? Good. Why don't I have those of you who had something happen, come on up to the front and we can shift these pastors a little bit and, <laughs> and find out what the Lord's doing. Most of you are fine where you are. What happened to you? Uh, I fell on my knee uh, about three weeks ago and it's had constant pain since, but the pain's gone tonight. Just, uh, can, can you move your knee like oh, normal? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give the Lord a big hand for that. Thank you, Jesus. What's happened to you? I just had, um, I've had really uh, significant shoulder pain. I haven't been able to move it back that far. It's been like that for a couple of months now, and there's no pain at all there now. Praise Jesus. Completely gone. Thank you, Lord. What's happened to you? My lower back's feeling a lot better than when I've all day and night and while I've been. How long have you had pain in it? About five or more years. Five or four? No, five or more. Probably five or more. Ah. Turn this way. Probably ten years pain. How much better is it, do you think? Like 50% or? Tonight, um, I was a good 50% from um, earlier today, like when I first came here. So 50% is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't you think? Imagine, no, if... See, I can't heal anybody, not even 1%. So if it's 50, I mean, it tells you God's at work. And if God's at work, um, that means he's, he wants the other 50. And here's something that we learned along the way, that not all healings are instant. Now, I don't know why that is. There's only... One or two examples in Scripture where Jesus took any length of time. He prayed for a blind guy twice. And, uh, and so I think he did that to teach us something. I know when Elisha prayed for the child who had died, he prayed three or four times and kept going after it until he got the answer. And we learned that from... Francis McNutt, many, many years ago. Francis, the Catholic priest, you know. And he said, you know, as his team would start to pray for people two, three hours, they saw a dramatic increase in healings. And it was just a matter of just keep the anointing going into them and keep speaking life and truth and the word over them, and miracles will happen. Because the anointing breaks the yoke. Father, all of this stuff goes... How did you injure your back, honey? Um, foundry work and factory work and car accidents and just a very wild lifestyle. So you brought it on yourself. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. 
Have you ever forgiven yourself for that? I do a lot of forgiving of myself and others. Um, maybe do it again. Say it with me just for fun. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. For all these injuries. For all of these injuries. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Heal me now. Heal me now. Completely. Completely. All of it, Father. All of it. Goes. Check it again. Just bend over. Do what you could not do. Couldn't do that even just before. Do it again. Couldn't do that, she said. How's that feel? Better. Are we there? Yes. I mean, is it a hundred percent? Now tell me the truth now. What are we at? Isn't that amazing? 80%. Now, there's reasons why things take time. I I don't know them all. I know unforgiveness is one. I know unbelief is one. I know undeserving is, is another one. And then there's some people who are religious enough to think, well, if there's a miracle in the room, then let God give it to the person who really needs it uh, because, you know, he's a little short on them, as we all know, and <laughs> I can just push through with my stuff, that kind of thinking. Listen, he, he has abundant miracles for each and every one of us. How many need a miracle tonight? How many need more than one? Yeah. Just say, Lord, in the midst of it all, have mercy. Heal me now. I take authority over trauma and shock and injury to your spine with these accidents and the wild lifestyle and everything else that went along with it. And it all comes out. And and abuse, you said. Can you forgive that person? Now, they don't deserve it, of course. I just don't want them to have any power over you. And our way out is forgiveness. I forgive them all. I forgive the abuser. Shout it out. I forgive the abusers. Fire. I forgive the abusers. Check your back again. Check it again. Check her out, Carol. What happened to you? Um, well, I've had I've had pains in my ear for quite a while, yeah. and um, it's all sort of loosened up. I've I've had many times of prayer for this, and so I, I don't like to come out unless I really feel God's actually done something. So yeah. it's all sort of a bit loose. It doesn't feel a hundred percent at the moment, but yeah. So was it paining, or was it hard of hearing? Sort of, yeah, pain round the head and the temples and in, inside the ear. Who else has hearing problems in the room? Why don't you stand? <clears throat> now I'll give you a little tip on what I do. If I go into a meeting, which we're in one just about every night, and the music's too loud, I put earplugs in. <laughs> I want it to last my lifetime. 
But still, there's miracles, isn't there, for, for hearing. So lift your hands to heaven. Get that oily presence all over them by faith. Now stick your fingers in your ears and say, Hear in the name of Jesus. Hear in the name of Jesus. All of it, all of it, all of it going. What did you come up for, young man? Um, when I was born, I had a disability called cerebral palsy, yeah. and it affects certain parts of your body, and with me, it's my legs and a little bit of my hands. Yeah. And when you pray before and the Holy Spirit came down, it just got 100% better. It was like, wow, it just... So let me see you just walk over there to that lady in back and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me over and over and over. Thank you, Lord. 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 How's your ear? Are we getting anywhere with it? A little bit better again. So now you're, you're telling me that you're walking better than you could before? Yeah. Yeah, it is better than it's pretty much ever been. So, and it's also with like just me standing and me standing for even this long is just, well, it's better than it's ever been. Yeah? Finish it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. You know, I want to tell you a story about a, a guy <clears throat> who years ago, it's about seven or eight years ago now, he came on our cruise. You know, we do a cruise usually every year, and it's a conference at sea. We just had an amazing one with Heidi and Reinhard Bonnke, and then Dun Duncan Smith and us. I mean, we, it, was, it was great. But anyway, this guy came on the first one, and he came in his wheelchair, because his wife really wanted to go, and he didn't want to go. He'd been in a wheelchair for eight years, and he had MS. And so he came along, and and just like he thought, all these Christians were picking on him to pray for him. <laughs> and he's getting more and more annoyed and more and more bothered. But there was one lady who was extra kind, and so he let her press in and pray for him. And that went on three or four days. Well, he got up one morning and got dressed, went out of the stateroom, got all the way over to the elevators or the lifts and then he turned to his wife and he said I've forgotten something <laughs> what is it I've forgotten I've forgotten my wheelchair he said <laughs> you just might get up one morning and carry on to school and everything else and go I've forgotten my crutches Jesus, thank you for the hope that you've given this young man. 
fire goes up and down this spine. I break the, I break the, uh, what did you call it? Cerebral palsy off of you in Jesus' name. Lord, we forgive your ancestors for somehow allowing this disease to penetrate this family. For whatever they did, whatever sin or whatever, Lord, we forgive them. And I put the cross of Christ between this young man and his whole genetic uh, stream right here. And I say, let him be absolutely made perfect in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How long could you normally stand? For maximum about maybe a minute or two. Now you've been standing here for 10 or 15 minutes. Are you aware of that? That's cool. Who knows this young man here? Or is his parents around? Where's mom and dad? Well, come on up here, mom and dad, and, and just give your son a big hug or something. In Jesus' wonderful name. All right. Good. You're doing okay, are you? All right. What's happened to you then? I've had a sore thumb for about a week, and sore, um, sore thumb, thumb, and um, it's been aching and stuff. And now? Oh, it's feeling a bit better. How much better would you say? Like um, heaps better. Heaps better. Yep. Can I see it? Yeah. What did you do to it? I've just had um, a bit of numbness, pain, and stuff like that. It's been giving me headaches and stuff. How much better do you reckon it is? Uh, it's healed since you've been preaching. So it's pretty good. I like to praise God. Move it. Yeah. You couldn't move it before? No, nah, I couldn't. Move it again. Bend it. Couldn't do that either. Wow, Jesus must really love you, my friend. What do you think of that? It's good, eh? Enjoy your healing. What's happened to you, ma'am? I just have uh, intermittent neck pain from time to time. Had intermittent neck pain from time to time. And did you have it tonight? Yeah, I had it tonight, all through the service, and up now? until now. No, my head feels really just light. It never feels light, but it feels light and loose. How did you injure it? Um, I don't think it's a particular injury. It just comes through stress and tension and so forth, I think. I have um, mild scoliosis, but it may or may not be related to that. I'm, I'm not sure. Which but um, A form of scoliosis. Oh, right. Curvature of the spine. How's the spine feel? The spine feels great. How would you know if it was straight? You'd have to be checked or what? Um, probably, yeah. Stretch your hands toward her. Straighten the spine, Father, in the name of Jesus. Fire on you. Father, we just call this demonic twisting to loose her and let her go. And straighten this spine and heal this neck in your name. Thank you. Amen. What's happened with you? Um, neck. We're mother and daughter. <laughs> and um, 
uh, stress, anxiety, I think that's been the root cause. But also tonight I believe I've been healed of a spur on my heel that's been very debilitating for about uh, 12 months now. And there's no pain at all in my left heel. <laughs> it feels wonderful. Mm. It is. God's good. You know, I had that. I can relate to what that feels like. I had that for the longest while. I was in England, and I got a word of knowledge about someone had that heel spur kind of pain in their foot. And uh, as that came to me, the devil said, yeah, why don't you give that one? You can't even get your own heel healed. And I just pushed his ugly face away and gave it anyway. Well, you know, it was about three days later, I realized my foot had been healed as well. Some of us that were a little thick, you know, it takes a while. Now, you mentioned worrying and all of that, and your daughter mentioned that too. You didn't teach her how to worry and fret and uh, stuff. Maybe your mother taught you, did she? Say, Lord, I break that off of our generations right here. I want you to speak to your spirit right here and say, fear not. You know, I just read it the other day where Jesus and the guys were all in a boat and it was storming like crazy and he's asleep in the boat. And you got seasoned fishermen that are asleep in the boat, or he's asleep in the boat, and they're afraid they're going to drown and go down. And they wake him up, and they accuse him. And don't you care that we're perishing? How can you sleep like this? Well, what did he say to them? Where's your faith? Imagine, where's your faith? He expected them to just make note of the fact that if the Lord is with you, it doesn't matter if it's stormy. You're going to be fine. We have to learn that, don't we? So say, I'm not going to fret and stew and all of that stuff. And my daughter and I, we're going to learn to just trust God with everything. What if you lost it all? They could never take Jesus away from you. Can you catch her? <laughs> what happened to you, young man? You're just catching. Good. Um, I've just come out of hospital, and while I was in having a um, a procedure done, um, it went wrong, and um, I aspirated while I was under the anaesthetic, and the f the liquid from the stomach went into the lungs, the left lung, and I couldn't breathe and I had tightness of the chest and and then I, I, I was really sort of laying there in the hospital last night because I knew I had to be here for what God had for me and I prayed and asked the Lord to help me to get here and he did that but when I was here I had tightness of the chest and if I took a deep I couldn't take a deep breath because I just end up coughing because of the the fluid there and but when you were talking and 
and saying about the healing and about the, the asthma I used to have, I was healed, but this, what came on me is from the aspiration, but yeah. I started to breathe easy and the tightness was, had left. So God healed me. Praise God. Take a deep breath for me. And I couldn't do that before because I'd cough. Do it again. And again. Jesus, this is so cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Look at that young man still standing over there waiting on me. Come on. What happened to you, honey? Well, I've had asthma, I think, since I was three. And um, it's just always affected everything I've done. And I've just never really been able to breathe properly. Or I've always had to ignore the fact that I can't breathe properly. And it, when God just really healed me tonight, and I just, I just felt so relieved. Like, I could just breathe properly. Yeah. <laughs> Take a good, big, deep breath for me. Come on. Again. More. Deeper. Deeper. One more. What's that feel like to breathe deep? Just so good. Yeah. Maybe you should join the track team or the gymnastics team or something and just start running. Wouldn't that be amazing? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power on this one right here. Oh, sweetie, just breathe in that anointing right now. It's not just air this time, but the presence, ugh, the breath of God. Breathe it in, breathe it in, breathe it in. Thanks. What's happened to you? Um, well, I've had, like, really bad neck pains and back pains and, like, really bad headaches. And I had a really, really bad headache today, and I've had it, like, all day. And then I got here tonight and my headache just went. And like, as you were praying about healing and stuff, um, my back just felt really healed and everything. I've still got a bit of a sore neck. But apart from that, it's just all completely gone. Fire on that neck. Check it again. It's better. <laughs> now you do it this time. Lift your hands to heaven. And you're not just putting your hands up, okay? See, right around you, right here is this thick, oily presence of the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God, right? Do you believe that? It's right there within reach. Put your hands up in it. Get it all over you. Breathe it in. Now then, bring your hands back down. Lay them on your neck. And say, pain. Go. <laughs> say it louder. Pain, go. <laughs> One more time. Pain, go. Now then, give it the order this time, like you're a commander in the army. Pain, go. <laughs> Check your neck for me. How's that feel? What happened to you? For about like three or so years, um, I've had severe pain in my hands. Like, I even had it tonight when I was playing. It was tensing up, like, my fingers and everything. And I've always just thought, oh, that's just my hands kind of thing. Like, like yeah. And 
yeah, and well, all of a sudden, um, my hands just started burning, and <laughs> they're completely healed. <laughs> so, another thing, um, my back has been like really, really sore, and every now and then it just like tenses up in the same spot, and I totally forgot about it, and was like, yep, it, it's healed, it's healed, but then it came back, and then my friend just randomly started praying f for me, and then she um, turns to me, and she's like, how's your back? I was like, how did you know? <laughs> and it's better. <laughs> Is it totally better? Listen, if it ever, ever, ever tries to come back on these hands or on that back, you know what to do, don't you? You're not going to fight the devil. I hope nobody taught you to do that in Australia, did they? You're just going to step back into that wonderful presence that's right behind you right there. <laughs> See, right behind you is this thick presence of the Holy Spirit. Now step back into it. Just take a step back. That's it. What happened to you, sweetie? Um, um, I've been working quite, I've overextended myself and I've hurt my arm. And so for about two weeks, uh, two months, I had trouble. And I've just come from a shift of three hours before and uh, it's pretty loose now. It's <laughs> good, huh? Yeah. And notice the joy that comes with it. It's amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just fill her up. Fill her, fill her, fill her. One more. Yeah, I came with really bad asthma tonight and I could hardly breathe. And I was going to pull out my asthma pump from my handbag. And then you said, oh, someone here has come with asthma. And I said, yeah, that's me, Lord. And I said, thank you for the healing. And I was just instantly healed. I started breathing okay. Take a deep breath. Does that feel good? Yeah, very good. I was wow. coughing in the car when I came because I could hardly breathe. So I just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that the anointing breaks the yoke. Where's our catcher? Are you here? <laughs> we may need you. Now breathe in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Give Jesus a big hand for what he's doing here. Fill her. Fill her, fill her, fill her. Fill her. Lord, I thank you for this family. Is this your mom? Did you pray for her? And she fell over. Pray for her again. Say more. And send it into her, just, yeah. Fire on her right there. Yeah. Did you pray for your dad yet? Not yet. Why don't we pray for dad? Turn around and say, fire on you too, dad. In Jesus' name. Ooh. Yeah, give him another one. More, Lord. Now, just a second. You know all that power that you felt go through you? That's 
the Holy Spirit in you, and you can give that away. In fact, somebody once said, you don't get to keep it until you give it away. So I want you to just go like this. Fire on him right here. Double it on him right there. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What's happening over there, Carol? All right. Who needs a dental miracle? I just feel we're way out here now. We might as well just... The, the most shocking thing for me of all the years was when people started getting gold teeth and gold fillings and stuff like that. I just couldn't get my head around it for some reason. I was fine with it in Argentina, and I was okay with it in Mexico, where it just happened like one or two, you know. But then we had an outbreak of it in South Africa years ago, and I brought home the footage from the video, and we showed that. And the meeting we had somewhere around uh, 99, it went ballistic, and we had about 250 people got like gold teeth, gold fillings, gold crowns, and silver fillings, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it, it just completely messed with my head. I'm like, I could not. I got in touch with unbelief that was deep in my heart that I didn't know that I had. And then when you finally push through it, you realize, well, wait a minute, I thought you believed that God could do anything. He really can. And why do we limit him? Because, see, I was thinking that, well, in Argentina, those poor people, they can't afford a dentist. You know, of course, God is going to help them. But up here, we can afford a dentist, and so... Yeah, but I found out something that God just wants to do it just to bless you just because he loves you. Now, maybe you don't need fillings. Maybe you need your teeth straightened or your dentures tightened or, uh, or maybe new teeth to grow in. I don't know. But if you want a dental miracle, now listen, this is just for the children, those who can be childlike, right? If you're, if you're not ready yet, that's all right. You can just stay where you are. But if you want a dental miracle and you can be childlike, stand to your feet right here. <sighs> Lift your hands up to heaven. And let's just love on the Holy Spirit another moment. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being in the room. This has been just so lovely and so sweet. Thank you for loving your people. Thank you that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. Lord, some of us need a dental miracle. Others don't need one, but they would really like one anyway. <laughs> so we put our hands up into that 
heavenly presence of the Trinitarian God of ours, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then we bring those anointed hands back down from the kingdom. We place them on our face. And we say, I believe that there is nothing impossible with you. Fill their mouths with gold, Lord. It's merely heaven's pavement anyway. Just as a sign and a wonder to them, sweep across this room. And Lord, some, I pray you'll put gold in their mouths. Some, I pray you'll just shine up those fillings like mirrors or whatever you want to do. Tighten the dentures, straighten those teeth, grow new teeth, heal that TMJ, heal those uh, jaw problems. Someone's gums have just been healed right here of some kind of a pyrrhea or a gum infection. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Lord. But miracles in our mouths tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then if you're free enough, go ahead and show somebody your, your mouth. And if you got gold in there that the dentist didn't do, you can scream. Now, if it's not there yet, it may be there by morning. But if it is, you can scream. <laughs> All right. You know, I, uh, we're wondering just how, how to minister at this point. I think it would be great if we had a fire tunnel tonight or something. Do you guys do that here? Yeah. So I'm going to need all the ministry team to come on up. It's just an easier way that we can pray for everybody. It'd be good if we could have two of them. Do we have two? One going that way, one going this way. All right. Ministry team and those who normally are on that team, come on up and, and help us. But just while we're redoing that, I really need to say this. If you are here tonight and you do not know Jesus, please do not go out that door until you have made your peace with God and surrendered your life to him. You say, John, why not? It's because it's far too dangerous. We have no guarantee that we'll ever see another sunrise. Imagine going out into eternity like that lady back there almost did and not know him. See, people turn away from God for a number of reasons. Sometimes they get hurt in church. Sometimes they're home was so strict and religious it turned them off forever and uh, or maybe they just got careless and went after a relationship or an education or a career or something and now they're far from God and there is sin and secret sin in their life and see there's, we could go down the list of like it says in Romans don't you know that these things uh, if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom. There's only one way. And Jesus Christ alone will save from sin. And Jesus Christ does that by paying the debt that you owe so you can go free simply by believing. If you're here tonight and you know that you're away from God, I want you to take a moment with me and just admit that to yourself.
See, you can fool the church people. They might think you're okay. But you don't fool him. So if that's you, just take a moment and say, Lord, I need you in my heart. I need to come on home. I need my sins forgiven. Or I need to be born again, maybe for the first time. I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Just tell him that in your heart. Because that's where it all begins. You getting honest with him. All right? Now let's all stand. If you just did that, and there may be one or two or more who just did that, if you just told the Lord that, that you want him in your heart, you want him back in your heart and in your heart again, unashamedly hold your hand up high so I can see it because I would love to pray with you. Bless you and you. Anyone else? Maybe just have a word with your friend. God bless you at the back there. See that, man. Just say to your friend, do you need to be responding to this call? Go ahead and ask the person you're with right here. But those bold, brave ones that raised their hand, I would really love to pray with you. Can I ask you to take one more bold, brave step? Get into the nearest aisle. Come quickly right down to the front right here. That's it. Let's give them a welcome, church, shall we? Bless you, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. Good on you. You know, I don't know if you guys have a church background or not, but... um, So what we found out is God's not strict and he's not mean and he's not the big cop in the sky. He's a very, very loving father. And even though we use that word father, that dials up a whole bunch of stuff for people sometimes because we're growing up now in a fatherless generation where father's a bad word. But the Bible says in John 3.16 that God the Father so loved you that he gave his only begotten son so that if you would just believe you would never perish but have eternal life and so what are we believing we're believing that Jesus is the son of God our savior who came to earth and traded his life for my life and he took my sin and gave me his righteousness and he gave me the gift of eternal life simply by believing. There's nothing more to do. You don't have to work. You don't have to strive. I'm not going to tell you, hey, go home and be good, and maybe God will accept you. I don't want you to go home and be good. I want you to go home and fall in love with a Savior who loves you. Can you do that? Let's all say this as a prayer of remembrance, but You four up here, I want you to really mean it with me. Okay, here we go. Dear Jesus, I come to you tonight and I admit that I have sinned. I've done many things wrong and I'm sorry. I owe you a great debt and I have no way to repay you. 
But I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose from the dead for me. Come into my heart right now. Wash me. Set me free. Fill me with your love. I accept your gift of forgiveness. And I also choose to forgive those who have hurt me so very deeply. My parents and others. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Fall upon these young men and women right now. May they never be the same again because of your great love. Oh, breathe it in, young man. Breathe it in. That's the power of God on you, the presence of God. Bless them, Jesus. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Wow. 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 Amen. We worship you, and we thank you, and we honor you. You are God Almighty. Okay, we're going to transition in just a moment. Tomorrow morning is church. I'm, I'm sure many of you will be at your own church. I, I want to speak. I am going to speak here, I believe, and I would like to speak on a topic about who's all going to the wedding. Did you know there's a wedding coming up? And you're invited. And tomorrow night, Carol's going to speak, and she's going to be speaking on the baptism of fire. So we're going to have an awesome night again <laughs> in the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to turn it back over to the pastor, and he's going to help us get organized into a fire tunnel right here. But give Jesus a great big Aussie shout for me. Well, John said we'll have...